Obviously, you've seen the wine industry change. What sort of changes have you seen in it? Well, I would say, well, certainly it's exploded in growth. And I think what Robert Mondavi always aspired to was to create a culture around wine in America. And I've finally seen that take foothold. It's amazing how many people enjoy wine. You go out to dinner and you see the number of bottles of wine on a rest, at a restaurant, whereas before you used to see them drinking martinis and cocktails. Today, of course, people are enjoying all sorts of alcoholic beverages, but wine has certainly become more the norm and definitely more of a part of our culture. Well, I, I was in a, a last, I guess it was last weekend or weekend before last, I was in a dinner at the Grange restaurant, which is in the Citizen Hotel in Sacramento. And David Beardley, I believe it was, was the mm-hmm. wine expert there. We had 10 wines with dinner and wow. they were all local. And the thing that just blew me away is, and you know, they varied in appeal, I guess. They were all excellent wines, was the diversity of them and just the incredible range of wine that you can find in California. That's right. It's truly awe-inspiring. And one of the things that I love about wine is that it's dynamic. It's always changing. You know, I typically get bored very easily. And one of the nice things about the wine industry is there's always more to know and always new things to learn about. And I I didn't mention it yet, but I am a master of wine. And I often tell people that the greatest lesson I've learned as a master of wine is that wine can never truly be mastered. Because as I just said, there's, there's always things that are coming up that you need to learn about or should you know, discover as part of your enjoyment. Being a master of wine elevates you into a rarefied atmosphere. There are very, very few masters of wine. A lot of sommeliers, but very few masters of wine. Yeah, we only, uh, we only have about 32 in North America. We like to say North America because we include four individuals that live in Canada. But I think we've got a number of young MW students that are very close or on the cusp of passing. So I think our numbers are going to increase quite a bit in the next few years. But it is still one of those, I guess, rarefied titles that you can achieve. But like I said, it's one of the things that I've learned in going through the program is that it's a very humbling experience. <laughs> yes. It, and that's, that's what I love teaching about wine to other people is that it is definitely something that I remember where I started. I remember where the you know, beginning of not be able to produce wine or produce terms like Gewürztraminer. <laughs> I was pronouncing it Gewürztraminer until I got corrected. And I always think about that when I get up and teach a wine class so that I remember that everybody has to start somewhere. And that's what is so enjoyable about my job is when you have people who have that, that glisten or the gleam in their eye as they taste something that just is a new experience that they have never enjoyed before and they you know, that light bulb that goes off in their head that they get it and they understand why it tastes the way it does based on where it comes from or what the winemaker did and all that sort of thing. Well, you could graduate from Gewürztraminer to Trockenbeer and Ausschlis. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Since we mentioned the master of wine, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but since there are, I mean, this is truly a recognition of genius, I think. Tell us about the final, how you finally become a master mm. of wine. Well, there is a prescribed course of action. So when you decide you want to enter the MW program, you first must sign up and be accepted into the education program. And they require you to attend two years of educational training. And the basis of this is an annual education seminar that we hold actually out here in the Bay Area, either in San Francisco or Napa Valley. But you could also um, register for the course that's in the UK. You can go to Europe. You can go to New Zealand or Australia. They bounce back and forth between those countries. So once a year, there's multiple locations where you can go for your education training. In addition to that, you're assigned a mentor and you're required to do practice exam essay questions and blind tastings. But when you finally get to the exam, there's two 
significant parts of the exam. There's a blind tasting, which takes place over three days. Each day you have a paper of 12 wines, and you have two hours and 15 minutes to write the answers. It's all you know handwritten. They, they haven't gotten to using keyboards in the tasting exam yet, but <laughs> the first paper one, they call it, is usually white wines. Paper two is traditionally red wines, and then paper three would be your sparkling fortified dessert wines, but sometimes they can throw in an oddball now and then into the paper three as well. Well, and, and we should say that this is, we reemphasize that this is a blind tasting. It's a you blind have tasting. no idea what you're tasting other than, I suppose, right. it's red or white. <laughs> exactly. And one of the things that you know, people say, what's the difference between an MW and a Master Sommelier? Well, there's a lot of differences you know, depending on you know, where your profession lies. You know, MSs tend to be more involved in the restaurant or on-premise side of the business. But one of the things that's different in the tasting is with the MS, you have six wines and you are up in front of your judges and you're told to identify what the wine is and go through their tasting grid. Well, our exam, as I mentioned, is all written. And the questions relate not just to identifying you know, the grape variety or the region, but a lot of the questions relate to what are the winemaking techniques that are employed here. Describe the quality and assess the maturity of this wine, meaning you know, how long do you think this wine would age, if at all? Questions about commercial position. Where do you see this wine being sold? What I really like about the Master of Wine is it takes your knowledge and you need to then apply it in a real-world context, particularly in the business applications that are so important, I think, in today's business. So being able to understand the wine and say this wine would be appropriate for wine by the glass in a bistro-style environment, or this is a collectible wine that would be best served at a luxury white tablecloth restaurant or maybe sold at auction, you know, that kind of thing. So that's just the tasting part. And then on top of that, there's five days of the theory exam, and there's three hours each day on essay writing. So they have allowed laptops to be used for the theory exam, but again, you've got typically you've got a morning tasting for three days and then afternoon uh, essays for the other five days. And that's if you total up all those hours, that's 15 hours of essay writing and then six plus hours of blind tasting. And it's a grueling, <laughs> it's a grueling exam over that period. Then if you pass your tasting and you pass your theory, then you have to write a research paper. So it's kind of the third and final piece. Oh, I didn't know almost about like that. Doing a, yeah. Almost like doing a, you know, your dissertation, if you will. And if you pass all those three parts, then you become an MW. Which is, in the world of wine, about as, you know, other than perhaps owning Chateau Haubriand or something like that, <laughs> being a master of wine is the next best thing. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. I'll tell you that. It, it, for me, it has opened up many, many doors. Oh, um, I'm sure. And the opportunity to obviously meet with many people and just appreciate wine from a different perspective that I never would have realized if I had not gone through this program. I can imagine. Well, congratulations to successfully Thank completing you. it, too. That was a long time ago, though. <laughs> well, it, I, I imagine it never leaves you. <laughs> no, it doesn't, yeah. And I am involved with mentoring upcoming students. It's a good way to keep me uh, abreast of all the changes that are taking place in, in the world of wine. Well, the first master of wine I met was Michael Jordan, who was with mm -hmm. Disney Corporation and mm -hmm. now has gone out on his own. And uh, right. But what an experience that was. And when I heard about it, I thought, well, number one, I don't think I will ever become a master of wine. And number two, what an honor and what a privilege to even know someone who's a master of wine. So congratulations again. Well, thank you.